Welcome to the Mind Mill Podcast with Dave Perry. This is Dave Perry. This is very exciting for me because for a multitude of reasons, not necessarily the most is that I am, this is my first remote episode ever. I'm out of Austin, Texas, but I I bought some uh, digital recording equipment and I am currently in the tropical epicenter of Anchorage, Alaska. So that's exciting to me in terms of like doing something outside of home base, but what's Additionally, if not even more exciting to me, is that I'm sitting across from someone, I'm going to say met in air quotes, because this is actually the first time we're meeting in person, physical, yeah. this is but you and I became meeting. aware of each other's existence, <laughs> and I think we determined 2017. Yeah. So why don't you just briefly introduce yourself, and then we'll do some backtracking on our on our history, and then I just want, I'm going to dive into like... Who, who should I be? I, I'm a few different versions of a human, so like, I don't really know. <laughs> I, I would appreciate you being the most authentic version of yourself that you're comfortable with. And... Well, you, you have the most authentic version of me right now. This okay. is like fresh Cherokee. I'm, right I'm, all, I'm all for it. So, <laughs> so just quick introduction. I'm Cherokee Savage, um, uh, world traveler, traveler extraordinaire, uh, dancer, model, yeah, that's a really okay. hard question. Just be like, who are you? Oh, for, yeah, absolutely. It's it's hard to kind of embody that. In fact, I even have written down here that like part of what I want to talk to you about today is the way that we as people, and maybe it's something specific to Western culture, like describe things, label things, and then the way that people react to those labels, especially when it's they don't consider themselves part of that label. Right. Okay. Being like stuck underneath of stereotypes. And yes. Like- Exactly. And um, so you and I connected on Tinder in 2017 in Thailand, Thailand. which is so wild to me. So so we're in Alaska right now. Uh, I live in Austin, Texas. And then you and I were on the other side of the planet at the same time. And we just never met up. I think you had left. What it, that's what at the happened. time like, at the time that we, we actually matched, matched and then yeah. you like left like, yeah. the, like yeah. the day after or whatever yeah. i was there was for like, two months and i was bouncing all over southeast asia and um actually the guy that i was traveling with i told him uh that i was uh potentially going to be meeting you and like talking to you and he's like it blew his mind he's like how have you stayed in touch with this individual since 2021 and yeah. it's you met in 2017 because honestly there's there's no like end game there right like you can no, like, really like when, you're, not. when you're swiping abroad it can be like i'm here for two weeks i need to meet someone in these two weeks and then yeah. hook up and then like, I'm hook done. Up and fuck off yeah i and i'm not gonna assume your intentions but like i have i find you very interesting like oh. uh i thoroughly enjoy um so we had like abbreviated conversations on tinder and then we followed each other on instagram and like i there's something very refreshing and and frankly fun about your i don't want to say like persona but just like what you share with the world so like uncandid raw natural unfiltered but it's also still you real you choose what shows up on instagram oh of course and i still i mean all the time you share things about like like mishaps or like what it's like to be traveling all over the place or just like just the other day you were just sharing it was like you in the car with your dog sitting like yeah like so many people and this is kind of getting this is kind of getting into the labels thing it's like so many women on i think instagram is probably the biggest epicenter of like and this is even part of what i want to ask you like i don't even i don't even know how to like i'm curious how you would label it so like it's a very aesthetic 
focus, even a sexual focus, but it's this huge range of like, I'm, I'm just a, uh, an attractive individual to like, I identify as a model to, I am a dancer to, I do webcam shows to, I'm I've only, yeah, yeah. I'm like, a fitness model. I'm, yeah. you know, and then, like, and then all the way to like, I, I am a full blown sex worker. Like I've, I'm a, you know, I, I work in a brothel, whatever. Oh, like, damn. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, I mean, like the whole spectrum is there, like literally from just like, I have. I just share like like the average person just says like oh, here's my sandwich here's here's my dog or whatever <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. so like I use Instagram as an extension of who I am as part of my creative uh, outlet yeah or and and or living yeah and that can there's so there's even a lot of variety in there so even so I guess before like extending beyond that I'm curious and you said some of it in your intro but given that what I said about how like the way that people get labeled or label themselves has a lot to do with like how they're perceived. So how would you, given your, the variety of ways in which you use social media and then the different ways that I guess you just like, you've pursued professional development in terms of what you do, like how would you label yourself or like, what like what, yeah, like what, if you had a few different job titles, what would that be? That is a, it's a really, really good question. And I think that one's, extra hard for me to answer because like I don't actually label myself Mm -hmm. that's why when you ask me like oh who are you like Mm -hmm. a little intro I'm like "Uh." there's just so many different things and it's always fluctuating you know like my interest will peak here and then it'll die off and then I'll rise up somewhere else and then I'll focus on this for a little while and it's like it's really hard to pin down an actual label you know yeah I would say just more or less like free flowing you know apt to kind of catch on to whatever is like blowing my hair back for mm-hmm. that moment. You yeah. know, like yeah. right now I'm really, really into bagels and that's probably gonna change in a month, you know? Like just right like right now this is what I'm into and that's what's happening. But I've loved bagels evolving. for like twenty five years. So. Okay, I always love bagels, but right now I'm going through like a bag a week. So okay. it's like it's fucking okay. daily bagels. Okay. Okay, okay fair enough. So I think I think a different way of positioning is that, um, and the way, so I have these notes in front of me and like the way that I kind of related this to myself is that I have, um, a a social media ad agency and like my specific focus is helping other ad agencies or businesses with their social media needs. And the very first job that I had in social media, and this wasn't specific to this job, this was kind of what was happening in the advertising world at the time is that it was viewed as a good thing at the time, but it felt bad where, my first actual job title on my card was social media wizard. <laughs> and I was like, you understand that if you did, did you that, if you did that in any other thing, like I'm a mechanic wizard or I'm, I'm <laughs> like, a customer service wizard, like, this is not a real job. So it's like demeaning actually to the person who's trying to like start their career type thing. It's like all of a wizard. Yeah. Or there's other, there was like ninja, guru, whatever. And it kind of came from this place of like, hey, social media is like the wild west of advertising right now. So we don't know what to call it. But like, you could also just call it like professional or strategist or executive or other things that come along with any other form of like. title that is. A little more yeah, like, there's like standing yeah, creative director, account executive, yeah, fucking being. So, when talking about your job title or just what you even say that you do professionally, I understand what you were saying about yourself, but you, I'm sure you're beyond cognizant of the fact that other people give you a label, whether yeah. not or, or, or not. Which one so, would I identify the most? Um, I, or what do you think is accurate? Nomad. Um, 
That I think that would that would literally just uh, describe me perfectly. Okay. Very nomadic, very like explorative, adventurous, going from place to place, um, taking on different adventures, kind of like absorbing different cultures. But I mean, like, what what would I label myself as? <sighs> rock star. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm a rock star. Fuck it. I'm a fucking rock star. I don't really play instruments that well. But okay. I will go with rock star. Sure. I mean, that I th- I think that's fair. Um, rock star can be many different things. They can. They can be, at, you know, they can be in movies. I'm in movies. Yeah. They're not like mainstream movies. They're mm-hmm. homemade movies, but mm-hmm. they're still movies. Yes. Right? So, yeah. okay, I'm an actress because mm-hmm. I faked it a couple of times. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I'm an actress. I'm a rock star. <laughs> so, what's super interesting to me is that, like, so you and I are having this conversation right now, and we're not on video, so, and, and we're sitting right next to each other. We're smiling. Like, um, oh, I should be going live right now. Like, I, and actually, feel free to if you want to, but like, um, I. <laughs> <laughs> People so, don't need to know that I'm actually a 90 year old man. Like, so, hide this right so now. this is actually part of why I've enjoyed staying connected with you for so long. Because at the, literally at the point that you and I first talked, I was on a different continent. <laughs> yeah. And at that point in time, either of us actually could have just been like, mm, not worth like, okay, yeah, hey, we're going to That is really weird. They were like, oh, hey, what's going on? How are you doing? What are you doing? Where are you at? Um, are you close to this area yeah. of the world right now? Yeah. Like, no. Okay. Are you ever going to be? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Like- <laughs> but even that, even, even just the promise of being in the same place at the same time has been clearly not a substantive one because right now in late 2021 is the first time that we're sitting in the same place yeah. at the same time. So it's interesting to me that I feel like you and I have found, even though, even through like kind of digital, relatively surface level channels, like you and I have had private conversations, but then also we follow each other. I've seen your titties. (laughs) So like, so then that's actually, I'm actually super curious. That's part of what I want to talk to you about. Is that, yeah, yeah, you're super Yep. So it's, uh, that's so interesting to me is that like, so we all, a lot of us live this like your normal life and then you have your digital life which is inclusive of what you yourself and not just you but anyone presents to the world no one is being like most people's social presences is not uh reflective of all of their low points oh my god of course not yes no my god well let me add to the label digital creator Mm -hmm. because well add to that like Mm -hmm. most of my pictures i do edit them Mm -hmm. like i do not look like what i present on Mm -hmm. social media it's a likeness But digital creation would yes. definitely be a part of that. Yes. So, yeah. so exactly to that point, I'll, I'll I'll tie these things together. Is that someone listening to this right now doesn't have the same background as I do, and so like I have followed you. You have a great Instagram presence. Um, that it's just very like sexual and passionate and beautiful, oh, and that thanks. also includes. Uh, I mean, you talk about Richard. dancing. But you also talk about and promote your OnlyFans presence. Kind of. I don't really promote it too much. It's, no, it's not it's like, like... It's like few and far and yes. it's really subtle. It is not your... Uh, the, the purpose of your Instagram is not to promote... Sell my yes. OnlyFans, yeah. Um, but that is... That dichotomy is really interesting to me. And part of what I'm curious about with you is that, like, it seems from what I can tell through your travels and also just through your, like, online presence that you connect with other women in very similar positions as you are, who live very similar lives as you. Oh, is yeah. that accurate? Yeah, for sure. I'm we, so, we, we draw ourselves to each other. Yeah. And I'm so, I'm like super curious about like what that's like from like a community standpoint in terms of um, like, do you know, like, so you work here at the, 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 bush. the, the bush, the great Alaskan bush company in Anchorage, Alaska on um, international Boulevard is the best strip club in the world. There so you go. Boom. Come and give me all of your money. So, 
Uh, you meet other women there. Of course. <laughs> and and then, but also, again, you and I matched in uh, Thailand, and then I've followed you, and you're like, you go everywhere. Oh, which is places. awesome. I love it. Do you work in a lot of different places? Mm-hmm. Like, how does that work? Like, how you do you... show up. You literally just show you just up? just walk in there, and you say, hey, can I do this? I'm just okay. Like, look at me. Yeah. Is my body good enough? Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, go on stage. Let's just make sure you don't make a total ass out of yourself. And if you're, you know, good enough, then you can work in a strip club. So it's interesting to me because, again, you and I have had, you and I have had sexual conversations. You and I have also had, like, very, like, like friend-based conversations. Like, yeah, again, like friendly. You know, like, hey, how's it going? What's up? Yeah, but also just, like, like life shit. And, like, I can only, the, the, the like, assumption that I have is that you have, like, and I feel like I have this too. In certain areas of your life, you must have astronomical confidence <laughs> and then in other areas you probably don't which is superhuman right but it just like yeah. so like even what you just described even though i get that this is probably just like that's what it is that sounds very intimidating to me just the idea of like it's not even you're talking to, about like it's other that, that, countries that's not too, in their like, realm yeah like that's just not in their realm to even consider just picking up going somewhere without any any sort of security or any sort of confirmation that anything is going to be, you know, anything like, like, yes, I could right now I could fly to Colorado and I could walk into a club and be like, right. I would like a job. Right. Like, can I work here? Mm -hmm. But you knowing anybody like having no real plan, like none of that. But you've also done this outside of the States. Yeah. Oh no, I've never worked overseas. I was going to work in Australia, but that it just never happened. So you travel a ton, which I appreciate as I do as well. And then am I correct in remembering or saying that you, you get to like, have you traveled with your sister? I, yeah. Well, yeah. My like really good friend. Like I call her my sister. Yeah. yeah. I have a sister here too. She's not, we're not like. Okay. Gotcha. And your sister, your sister's dog is who you're watching, right? Well, that's another friend. Well, okay. That's you have, a friend. You have sisters. Okay. You have yeah. friends and sisters. Okay. So I just appreciate the fact that like, I think especially in Western culture, a lot of the mindset is like, it's so like in a box. It's so in a box. People really do freak out when I tell them that I do things by myself. Like I literally just went to Istanbul in Turkey. Mm-hmm. Just um, a super fun, cool city. Yeah. Well, I mean, I really didn't get to explore because I was healing from all of my surgeries, okay. but I literally went and did all of that by myself. And this is, just, that's just normal for me. Did you like, do it? I, did you do that? Did you get your surgeries in Turkey? Yeah. Do you mind if we talk about what your surgeries were? I got my boobs, my nose, and my ass. I got a BBL, which is like a fat transfer, where mm-hmm. they suck out fat from like the, the areas you yeah. don't want there to yeah. be fat, and they put it in your ass, okay. which is it's fucking great. I love it. Fuck yeah. It wiggles so nice. I was just in Colombia two weeks ago, and like it was... It was so prevalent that like a normal thing that you would see is women wearing jeans where like the sides are cut yeah. and then expanded and connected with like a big safety pin or something to like yeah. make room. For, I mean, it's, it's very attractive. Like oh, it's, 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 I love my new fun. ass. I love new yeah, ass. I wish it was bigger, honestly. Like I'm very disappointed that most of it went away, but that's okay because, you know, statistics say that it's 30 to 40% of fat loss that you lose after okay. surgery. So. Okay. Yeah. So, I, so many questions. So, like, <laughs> first of all, how did you, like, of the whole world? and Jeez, Turkey? Yeah. Okay, I was in Bali, and um, I just was thinking about this. I contemplated the idea that I've been contemplating it for many years. There's certain things that I've wanted done. I want my boobs bigger. I've mm-hmm. always kind of wanted to get, a, like, a butt fat transfer or whatever. 
Um, and I just, I don't know, I just, I was like, fuck it, I'm ready, let's do this. And Turkey just kind of kept popping up in conversations with people. So I was like, okay, let's investigate going to Turkey. Like, one of my girlfriends there in Bali, who I got really close to, um, who introduced me to a lot of, like, energy healing and sound healing and breath work and stuff like that. Um, she was like, yeah, I'm going to Turkey at the end of this month, this, like, next coming month. And I'm like, why? Like, I, I'm thinking about going to Turkey around this very same time. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, I'm going because I want to go to Cappadocia. It's on my tick list. Which is this beautiful equestrian country with like hills and mountains and it's like desert, but it's fucking gorgeous. And they let off those huge hot air balloons. Yeah, yeah. You can like I've go, seen that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you can take like horseback rides and like hike through the canyons and shit and see all the old architecture and the underground caves, like the underground cities and mm-hmm. stuff. And she's like, Oh yeah, blah blah blah. So I'm like, I'm I'm meant to go there. Like this is where I'm supposed to be. I yeah. have to go to this place. There's tons of other places, but I think this is the place. And once I started doing my research. It's top five for its uh, cosmetic skills recovery. It's like rated top five in the world for its cosmetic surgeries. Interesting. And cosmetic centers. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah. I literally just kind of like listened to what the universe was throwing at me at the time. It was like, turkey, 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 turkey. Like once you hear something so many times, it's like, okay, I'm paying attention. Maybe I should go there. So I think the majority of people in Western culture are so risk adverse in varying degrees that they will ignore the universe yeah, yeah, yeah. slapping you in the face with, with I didn't turkey, know anything so. about Turkey. And then somebody was like, why do you want to go there? It's dangerous. I'm like, it is? Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, so interesting thing about what you said a few minutes ago uh, reminded me that like, so I probably know like 25 or 30 women who have had either a wide degree of um, either, you know, like plastic surgery, augmentation, things of that nature, including breast reductions. Yeah. And it's so interesting slash, I totally get it, how, like, I have a friend who had, like, debilitating back issues for, like, the, yes. Yeah. And she gets a reduction, and it's a substantial reduction. And her back problems are, I'm not going to say, like, cured, but, like, addressed. Yeah. They're not being exacerbated anymore. And then, but still after, like, healing and getting to, like, a, a, a stasis level of, like, this is how you are now. And also, conversely, for, like, women that I've known that have gone from like a low A to like an incredibly full C, <laughs> which to them is like, I mean, this is a huge difference. Yeah. This is yeah. like a wardrobe change. This is a, a mentality change. This is like a, in so many different ways, this is like a substantial departure from it, where you were. It really is. Yeah. But there's still this like human thing where you're like, I didn't do enough. Both in both directions. Oh my God, yes. I didn't go big enough. I didn't, I didn't decrease right, enough. Like, as soon as I woke up, I like felt my boobs. I'm like, Oh my God, they're only 800. They fucked me. They're too small. Like, they fuck me. Like, I'm like, no, I'm just, you know, out of it. Like, but yeah, yeah. I, I think that, yeah. Yeah. There's, I think there's a rabbit hole that um, mentally and emotionally people go down when they start getting things like this done because there, there becomes a, a point in time when there's a little bit of like dysmorphia where you look in the mirror and you don't, like you can't you can't even really tell anymore, you know. Like, is it okay? Is yeah. it big? Is it too big? Is it small? Is it like what does it yeah. really fucking look like? I mm-hmm. can't tell anymore. Like, so like uh, on that note, like I, I with like your BBL, like other than for like logistics or financials, like did you have some sort of like hesitation to do that for anything aesthetically or, or like societal wise, or like what, did you have some sort of hesitation, like I'm not going to do this because it seemed like too much or you were unfamiliar with it or like something like that. The, my only trepidation with doing the surgery is, was um, just the, the, the physical risks 
like that was pretty much it. I mean, no, I, I honestly don't really care. Like anything that I do, like when I put makeup on my face, when I do things to my hair, if I decide to put nails on, all of that's for me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, it's nice if other people like it. And if yeah. I get like the, you know, the, the feedback that, you know, Hey, you did a great job, whatever. That's nice too. That's just a bonus. But like, I wanted to be happy with what I saw in the mirror. Like I exercise, you know, squats, all this other kind of stuff. And it just didn't do what I want wanted yeah. you know like i feel like we in this day and age of advanced medicine and progression in you know technologies and stuff and having the ability to pretty much look any way that you want like why the fuck wouldn't you take advantage of that mm-hmm. we are living in a, a real life like virtual reality fucking game right now where mm-hmm. you can transform yourself into whatever character you want yeah my character has a big ass <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> I like that character. This bitch has big tits too. Like <laughs> I think, I for me and it's this for you know every individual, but like my two cents on that is that like whatever. Just going with your analogy, whatever character you want to be, as long as because that's the character that you want to be, yeah, and not because you've been told that you're the wrong character, yeah, or you feel inferior. Uh, just like as long as it's for the right reasons, correct? Yeah, I agree. I'm a thousand percent on board with one hundred percent, and I same. think it's great. But I feel like culturally that's i had a conversation with a young girl last night behind stage about that as well because she was like oh all your stuff looks good blah 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 she's like i want to do this i want to do that and i think she's only like 23 um but she's had a kid you know and she's like she wants you know her boobs better and like other stuff and i'm like i told her that too it's like as long as you're doing it for the right reasons that it's because you want to look in the mirror and see how you feel inside instead of like how you think everyone else should see you yeah you know don't do it for that because There's a thing that a lot of people don't talk about when you get these sort of surgeries is that you have to, you literally have to readjust to how you look in the mirror. This is now, this is you now. Yeah. 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 Like, and it's a shock. It's an emotional roller coaster too, because it's like, you're literally having to get used to seeing a completely different person in the mirror. Yes. And that, that's what it was like for me. I was, and I'm still adjusting to it because I'll catch myself and be like, it's that. Like fucking freak out. It was my house. (laughs) Oh, hey. (laughs) Uh, how long has, like, when was your first any kind of, like, augmentation whatsoever? I got my boobs done for the first time when I was 25. And so, like, it's still, like, even if someone who, like, gets really sick and, like, loses a bunch of weight or goes on a drastic diet or completely lets themselves go, like, in any form, or even if you just, like, let your beard grow out, whatever, like, people, you have this kind of, like, placeholder in your mind of, like, this is who I am, this is what I look like. And included in that isn't just visually, but also like body dysmorphia, which yeah. everyone has to some degree, whether you realize it or not. In terms of like, I think I'm ugly. I think I look old. I think I have a gut even like, yeah. like all of Whatever these Whatever your brain so, is saying. Yeah, exactly. Whatever so, your brain is saying, your, your eyes are seeing because yeah. your brain holds all the power. You can convince yourself one way or the other. Yeah. If you think you're right or you're wrong, either way, you're correct. So to your digital content or your content creator comment. Um, I'm, I'm really curious how, what like your journey is between um, not only like progressing through it, but also like your, to whatever degree you're comfortable with, I would love to understand your perspective on your world as a dancer, which is very much so like at a physical location in front of people, tangibly interacting with people compared to OnlyFans, which is you know, entirely digital, mm-hmm. but all in, in certain ways, even more personal than like an in-person type thing. Yeah, so like, yeah. 
So I'm curious, like, what, like, how did you first get into that? What are your thoughts on, like, do you prefer one or the other? Like, what are the pros and cons? And I'm, I'm super curious about, like, how you view that. So I, I first got into it, let's see, uh, maybe 2019, something like that. Started at the beginning of 2019. Didn't mm-hmm. really, you know, just didn't really, like, take off with it because I was, I was only selling, like, vague butthole pictures. So, and I mean, like... Most guys want full on, right? Like, who's going to subscribe to a girl's page just to see a blurry butthole picture? Right? Certain very specific niche fetish, but yes. yes. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. like, they might subscribe, but they want to stay because yeah. they aren't getting what they want, yeah. right? And I was in a relationship at the time, and it was super, it was weird, whatever. And so that was so just one of like the boundaries acceptable... that we didn't cross. Right. I was right. like, this is, I'm not doing this. Right. Like, because he wasn't okay with it. He wasn't okay with me dancing either, but. At the same time, it's like, shut the fuck up. Either you deal with it or you go. Did you... Period. Did you meet through dancing? Yeah. No, Tinder. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't go places okay. I don't drink. I don't party. So, this, like, the only place I can meet people is where I'm at. Sure. Yeah, so... But, so no, I wasn't. But then, like, when quarantine happened and everything shut down, that's when I got heavy into the cam world, just like every other dancer yeah. that couldn't go to work. For sure. So it was beautiful. I cultivated that. I started hardcore growing my Instagram so that I could, you know, recruit subscribers and stuff like that. Um, and I've gotten to the point now where I actually, all I do is make the content. <laughs> I don't actually talk to the guy. There's only a few guys that I actually talk to on there. I have an assistant that handles everything. She sends out the videos. She like writes the schedule. She tells me when I need to do like this or that, customs, mm. crates, whatever, like, and handles talking to them and stuff like that. Yeah. Most of them know. I think they know, or they don't care, whatever, because they're still getting attention. But yeah, so to that point, like at this at this point in the juncture, like I I don't really have to do too much other than just like the content. So it's not really like interactive personal for me. Yeah. I'm very disconnected in that in that sense. Is that your preference? Um. N- it's so 50 50 because it's like oh that's kind of easy to do you know but like and dancing is a lot of fun of course there's like the money reward the ego boost you know the the whole like uh, human interaction and party vibe but it's physical work yeah so it's like you know this one's pretty easy because it's low physical like i just you know fuck myself for 20 yeah. minutes mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. like yeah. and then you know dancing is more of like actively physical for a long time but yeah so, I mean, if I had to choose one, I would probably say dancing. So, how do you feel about, and I'm, I'm blanking on her name, but, like, there was, there have been several people who have embraced OnlyFans in a way that is fully less committed than, I think, the core demographic of, of the website. And the one example I can really think of, but there's a lot of examples of this, is that there was this woman who um, started selling the water from, like, the baths that she took. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. And she made, like, crazy money. How did it taste? Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, it was, it was, so she started, she started her, like, following on, like, that you bought it. <laughs> on, like, she started her following on, like, Twitch, I believe. Yeah. So, like, you know, streaming gaming, and then switched over to OnlyFans, but, like, literally the only, the specific thing she uses it for is to sell used bath water water. you know what it's a niche based platform Mm -hmm. basically like uh you can sell pretty much anything if if there's a niche for it you can you can sell on there yeah but the largest demographic is the porn demographic yeah so it's like if you want to have the highest exposure and you know have the best return of investment as far as like time and you know productivity and stuff like you you want to be in that larger demographic 
So if I'm understanding, you are of the mindset that this is a tool that's available to everyone and you're going to do what you want to do with it? Yeah. I'm going to use this tool to, to help build my future. Sure. So I feel like... That's what, what tools I, are for, Dane. Uh, I completely agree, but I feel like I've definitely read that there has been pushback from the like fully committed members of the like adult entertainment world who have been like, this isn't like, this is you like, you're a poser. You're dipping your toe. You're fucking like yeah. coming to our world with like our source of revenue, our platforms, our community. That's the ones with the girls who didn't have any other choice during like lockdown and yeah. stuff. Like that, the, there was definitely an infiltration. I'm not going to lie. That's what sparked my uprising. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, I've been in this industry for almost like 15 years. Right. So I'm not new to this game. I'm sure. just like late to the party. <laughs> so I guess more specifically though, being like, here are feet picks versus here's me getting off for 20 minutes. Yeah. Like is the feet pick woman detracting from, and again, I, I get that those, those are like different and maybe that's not the best example. So maybe just like, instead of feet picks, just like, this is me scantily clad. This is yeah, me yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm dressed sexy, which you yeah. could also do on Instagram versus like, People come for to OnlyFans for like some pretty specific right. stuff. Like I, I can see it both ways. I can see it being like this is like a free economy. Like we can all use the same tool, yeah, any way that we want. And then also seeing it as like this is like a pretty niche thing for these the, people that actually want to do it. That yeah, have like, been doing it. They're like they're committed just, they're to career. Yes, sex workers. Their career online pornography. Yeah, yeah. They're not like creators. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So on that note, I literally just saw today that OnlyFans announced that in October oh God. that they're not going to allow what they deem as sex acts on their platform. Oh, I wonder if they're only going to do like solo stuff. I, I have so many questions and not that obviously you're so not like, you're not determining these, these policies or whatever, but like, so first and foremost, very similar to like Facebook, I would assume that the only way that only fans as a business or a platform would, they're not going to have some sort of like, uh, proactive thing where like you're uploading a video and then they have someone who's reviewing every single video. It's probably only going to be if it's reported. Yeah. Like you right now on Facebook could post horrific shit like child pornography or like a suicide video or something. And Facebook doesn't know until someone reports it. They don't yeah. have some sort of like magic software that knows. You don't think that there's not like the, the scanner bot that does like the, the visual scans and stuff like that? Well, but it's different on a platform that regularly yeah. has nudity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'd be one wouldn't, thing. I, they wouldn't definitely yeah. they wouldn't even have that software. Um, so it's, I'm so, I'm even just curious about like why, especially, so like at the end of the day, OnlyFans is a business. Yeah. And I would assume that, and who knows how broadly they describe sex acts, but like they make, like if you make money, they make money, right? Like they take a cut of of what you make. Why the actual fuck would they cut the largest demographic of their income? Who are, like, who are they adhering to? Like, who does this benefit? What, what, who are they like succumbing to? Like, oh man, there's a bunch of angry moms that only want nudity, but not sex. But on this like, platform. But that's that's the reason for the platform is because it's an independently owned platform yeah. for content creators to share their content. I think it's, it's like, like when you go to like, so before, so I, I subscribed to your channel. Oh, I think why they're doing that is because of the whole thing with like Pornhub. Um, how like, what are they, they cut off like, you can't purchase anything on Pornhub anymore. Like the Visa company. Oh. Like, no, yeah, no credit cards or no credit card companies will accept charges from Pornhub. So all the content creators on there that had like the memberships and the VIPs and like selling your stuff on there too, they can't, no, you can't buy anything off Pornhub anymore. So, I mean, I think that like OnlyFans is probably 
you know, doing that or they have to legally say these things mm -hmm. like, oh, this is what we're doing. We're no longer doing this so that they don't run the risk of having the same thing happen to them. Interesting. I, because, I, I mean, they say certain things, mm -hmm. but then, you know, like, oh, you're not allowed to do this, but then you can continue to do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So even like when you go to a channel on OnlyFans that you have not subscribed to, like you don't see anything. You see like a profile photo, a name, yeah. and, and then it like says, a please subscribe or whatever. Yeah, you don't get no image previews of like previous posts, videos, or whatever. So Nada. like, it seems like like the scenario in which someone subscribes to that channel and then reports what they subscribe and like pay for. Yeah, seems very bizarre to me. Right, and like, who would do that, honestly? Like, do you really think that fucking MasterCard and Visa are going to do that? I mean, like, oh, okay, here under, like, the, the rules and the guidelines, like, so, if it says on paper that this is the way that it is, yeah. and that's the way that they run their business, then you can't really come at them for anything. Yeah. So if this, like, I'm saying in air quotes, like, ruins OnlyFans, do you think a replacement's going to pop up? Like, of immediately? course. Yeah. There's already a few out there. You do you know? th is there a sense of solidarity? Like, do you want to know... Like you all, something I really appreciate about what you do. And like, I try to do this with musicians is like, you are promoting other beautiful feeling, like, like, like entrepreneurial women all yeah. the time. Like you help other. Well, we help each other. Yeah. You help each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a whole network of girls. Like we always constantly do that. Be like, Hey, because I'm exposing you to mine and you're exposing me to yours. Yeah. So we help each other out in that sense. So if OnlyFans becomes... A, an adult Facebook, but yeah. it's like so like tame that it's like no one's getting anything out of this. Yeah. Do you think like you and this network, do you think it'll be like a solidarity thing? Like we're all going to do blah, blah, blah. Like the new thing. Like, do you, or do you think there'll be, them, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah. Would that matter to you? Like, would you want to know what your girls are doing? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Bitches stick together. I just think it's so, like, it's so interesting. It's like this wild west kind of thing of yeah. like, you're all kind of exploring this new frontier together like i feel like getting getting like distributing adult content receiving adult content like i've never been able to like interact with someone like i've never been able to interact with someone like you that i also like <laughs> enjoy so watching funny. like but also to like have a conversation with you like that's not been an, an option for any like it's, just, it's not even men specific just like consumers of this content yeah. have not had this level of connectivity with the creators of this content yeah and most of ever. them like they really like that's like their their like end game or their goal or their like dream is to like meet some of these content creators. I think a lot of people don't understand that, that it's not just like, it's like watching porn and then just sending a message to like the porn. It's, it's literally like the specific, the like human interaction. I think for so many people, it, it is this like incredibly higher echelon of eroticism that's associated with the idea of like, I know that you know that I saw your video yeah. or that like if I compliment you that that I know that you saw it or even like with on OnlyFans like with tipping and stuff like I know that you received my tip I think for some people that's everything like that's a whole it's this made this so much more real oh, yeah. and I'm sure that there are guys who like actually think like hey I, I've seen you masturbate or I've seen you get fucked on this platform and because I can talk to you somehow I deluded myself to think that I'm gonna fuck you yeah but like I think for <laughs> the most part very large majority but I think that there's another huge group of, of of consumers of this content who just love this like you're not just looking at like Google search results for porn right like, like this you is, know that this person is real they have a personality they're yes. not a bot like they're normal they're relatable they're connectable yeah 
Like, I think that that it turns that fantasy world yeah. into more of a reality, which makes the fantasy even like it's it's still a fantasy, yeah. but it's more of a reality than a fantasy. So it seems more obtainable. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a fantasy that's like just for you that no one else knows about, and it's like just yeah. in your head and like it's your like it's, individual it's becoming life. Yeah, you're giving life to it. So I think something like OnlyFans, and it's less about the website and more about the people who are doing it. Like this is all an important part of normalizing this as a profession, as a lifestyle, as a source of uh, entertainment and eroticism. Yeah. Um, and that this isn't some. This isn't like the fucking dark web. This isn't no, like it. You can Google it. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> so like I I love that. I think it's more important that people give it credit for. It. And like, yeah. so this thing that I'm talking about that literally got announced today might actually become the downfall of OnlyFans, but I, I, okay. I'm confident that like the next thing will like of take the torch and well, leave I'm also thinking that, you know, like if that's what they're doing, then maybe they've already worked on building another website. But they've already got their hands in that something would, else. That would be smart. That's gonna like magically appear. Yeah, like, set up oh. a shell company. Well, it's not us. Like we're involved in this other like yeah, company that is the main investor. Because how many times does this happen when like a company will set itself up and then it'll get in fucking trouble for something and then it has to get shut down? You know what, what do they do? They've already got these things in, in process to like have something else built so that way they can redirect all the traffic. Everybody's gonna go over there. And that company is going to do what they're doing until they get in trouble and yeah. shut down. And it's yeah. just a vicious fucking cycle. Like, do there's you... always going to be platforms yes. for this. Yes. Like, no matter what. Like, people don't have to freak out. They don't have to be afraid. Just because Pornhub did this and just because that's shutting down doesn't mean that there's not another avenue. Yes. People will always find a way. Yes. Like, sex workers will always find a way. Well, especially, like, I think it's been made pretty abundantly clear in in a lot of these areas. And we, we'll, we'll wrap this up, but... So, like, weed has been legalized. It has had tremendous benefits. Like, <laughs> it has had tremendous benefits in terms of, like, like Colorado is leading the way in terms of, like, the ultimate case city of, like, DUIs way down, violent yeah. crime way down, the yes. amount of money, millions, tens of millions of dollars that have been generated for infrastructure and public education. It's hard to argue not only with the benefits of it, but also the reality that if it wasn't legal, it would still be sold. Exactly. It would still be bought. Yeah. And then it it, it it the fact that it's criminalized just in the way that during the prohibition drinking went way up. Mm-hmm. So there's like things like the Bunny Ranch or whatever, where it's like there are small pockets in Western civilization where varying degrees of prostitution is legalized, mm-hmm. and it's better for everyone, especially yeah. the women who who this is their career. It's safer. Right, I mean, yeah, it protects them. Yeah, they have rights. They have a voice. They they're better and compensated. It, like, it like definitely cuts down on you know the rape numbers. Yes, it cuts down on violence. Yes, crimes. exactly. When you start giving people the option to do what is in their primal fucking nature, yeah. and you can tax it. Come on. Exactly. Yeah. Come so on. so going back to the weed thing, like. I don't need to like go talk to some sketchy dude on the corner, or even if it's not a sketchy dude, it's someone that I know. He probably has a direct competitor who may or may not be willing to assert market dominance through violence. Like that doesn't happen when there's literally dispensaries. Yeah. Yeah. But like if there's dispensaries (laughs) where it's like a regulated thing that's taxed, like I have not heard one compelling argument about why that's not, I mean, it's, it's, it's shitty because it's like 99% of them are owned by rich white guys where 99% of people who are serving uh, sentences for weed related crimes are black. Like that needs to get balanced out. But the, but the negative outcome of it is non-existent. So I feel very, very similar about, and I don't even like saying 
I don't like limiting it to prostitution. Like literally, like th- this article about OnlyFans should just be like that. Should it just in my mind, it shouldn't be a thing. Like no. you obviously as a business, you because the onus is on you as the organization making money off of these creators. Like it's your job to make sure that like child pornography and like self harm or whatever else that you is like don't actually happen. criminal yeah. doesn't happen there. But don't penalize like literally everyone, both creator and consumer. Yeah. By being like, we're not doing, we will do, we, nudity is fine. Again, I don't know to what, to what extent, degree. Yeah. So I'll be super interested to hear like what you we'll get see. told about this as a, as a creator. Oh so. yeah. We'll see. We'll definitely, I'll, I'll keep you updated. You'll know. Please do. Yeah. Send me the, the newsletters yeah. or whatever. The newsletters. Yes. So you have to go prepare for your Anchorage <laughs> evening. My, um, my show. Your show. My show tonight. I very, very much so appreciate like you taking the time. It's super cool for me to be able to like, you and I have been talking for such a long time and for me to like know you in a personal and professional sense. Like it's really cool. It's not the same thing, but like you see what I post musically and artistically yeah. and like. And I love your posts. Thank you. I appreciate Always. that. Like your shit is so rad. But like Perfect. I talk to you as me. I'm not like, I'm this elusive rock yeah, star yeah, yeah, type yeah, thing. Yeah. And like, I, you know, one word, like I, I have felt like you and I have had a, like a friendship connection since 2017. Yes. That's why uh, we talked for this long. Yes. I, 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 I really appreciate it. And I think it's super cool that we're able to sit down and talk about this. And I love the fact that we both have this kind of global community type perspective on the world which is why we literally connected on the other side of the planet and you have been like i feel like you've been in texas at times that like i've just left texas or something and like i feel like you and i have been in the same place at this at similar times but i've never physically yeah i think been in the same place that i was no i was when i was in austin but that was i don't yeah i think you weren't there because I, I travel all the time, too. So, like, Austin's home base, but, like, I'm, I'm always gone. But, anyways, I just, I, I really appreciate, like, you taking the time and being open to talk about everything. And, like, it's really cool and fun and interesting for me to meet you in person. And I certainly hope that we stay in touch, that I see you many more times. And obviously, I'm sure we will. please come to Texas. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I think uh, you're fucking great. So, Thanks, man. Okay. Yeah, this was awesome. Thank this you for sitting down with me. I really huge, appreciate it. Yes. Huge ego boost Absolutely. for me today. Before I go get my other ego boost. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much for listening to the Mind Meld Podcast with Dave Perry. Uh, I hope to do a lot more remote episodes. I'm going to travel as much as I possibly can until the world gets shut down again, which I think is just absolutely going to happen. I, I'm not... Stop. I just think it's... What did we just talk about? Like I, Speaking things into existence. I understand that, but I I'm like like festivals are getting canceled. Jazz Fest just got canceled. In New Orleans Nine Inch Nails just canceled. All there, like it's you're right. You're right. It, we're not there yet. Don't okay. put us where we're not. Okay. okay. I don't want to be there. Okay. And I'm going to embrace it as much as I can until then. And I want to talk to interesting people while I'm gone. But I will also keep having these conversations when we get back to Austin. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Please follow wherever you do social media stuff. And uh, oh, real quick, just, I mean, plug your where where can people see you? Cherokee Savage all across the board. Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, a couple Instagrams. Yeah. She's sexy as fuck, so please go check it out. I'm a 90 year old black man. So but, but like this, like the sexiest, just like the right amount of ashy and everything. It's just like you got like that sass and everything. It's so good. Well, thank you so much.